Hey, what's up, you spooky bitch? Welcome to another episode of Aaron the Blind Podcast with your favorite final boy. I'm your host, Aaron, and today we'll be taking a trip to a beautiful remote house on the Oregon coast with an eye-popping ocean view. We are surrounded by awesome people, people we love, in a secluded area just enjoying a peaceful weekend. Nothing can honestly go wrong, right? Today's episode will be on the 2020 film The Rental. If you haven't watched it, I would definitely say this is a hidden gem and it is worth a watch. You do not want to miss it, so I would say watch it now. I know you can actually watch it on YouTube if you are not opposed to like the 480p type like streaming service level of it. It doesn't look too horrible. It just it does look a little bad when it comes to like the dark settings and a lot of the scenes actually are in the dark so maybe it'll be best to rent it if possible it used to be on netflix not anymore unfortunately and i did watch it last year so it's been quite some time i'm pretty sure you could find it somewhere else and somewhere for cheap i think i went on amazon prime i think you can rent it on there and it might be on a seven day free trial on some other place so again like other fucking places you need to pay for the service and like why do we have to do all this like why can't we just have it all in one streaming service like just give me everything before i do dive into the movie review though i of course want to take some time to rant about a couple of things because you know this spooky bitch loves to talk so first and foremost i want to thank every single one of you that has been on my journey listening to the podcast giving me pointers giving me feedback I really appreciate every single one of you. I know the pod is basically for the girls and the gays, but of course I have some of my straights in there too. And I appreciate every single one. I love every single one of you equally. And yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say. Of course, I would definitely appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't done so already, I do strive for five stars as well. But I mean, that's completely up to you. You can have your own opinion on that and just rate me whatever you think I deserve. But also don't be harsh because I'll I'll cry and you don't want me to cry. Enough of that. So I do want to rant about a couple of things. So there is certain news that I do want to bring up. And actually, when I'm recording this right now, like one of the biggest things happened, but that's going to be like the last thing I talk about before I get into the review. So, of course, everyone knows that I was sick last week, so that's why I had to postpone this episode. I honestly was not going to be able to make an episode when I am coughing after every sentence. It just was not going to be bearable, and it was something that I personally did not want to do. I would say that I think that I have a very sexy, sick voice and I didn't want to like get all of y'all wet. So that was like another thing too. So I, I, I had to like tone that down a little bit because I probably would have gotten very sexual. And this is a horror podcast, not a sex podcast. Uh, yeah, so at least I'm feeling much better. I'm actually able to go to the gym now, which is the greatest thing. I hate missing the gym because I'm sick. But now that I'm able to do that, I feel 100% myself and now I can move on with my life. Another thing that I wanted to bring up because, you know, I'm a fucking nerd. I play a lot of video games and I recently got another video game, which I probably should not have bought. But honestly, it was on sale and I just told myself I should just buy it because it looked very beautifully made and just the graphics of it were superb and it's called Returnal. So it is basically based in space and you crashed onto this like planet 
But every time you die, you basically go back to your crash site, which pisses me the fuck off because I get so far and I get all these awesome weapons and awesome upgrades and my dumbass dies at the very most tragic moment and I have to start at the very beginning again. And it really honestly pisses me off. I really enjoy it, though. So at the same time, I know I can just stop if I wanted to. But it's just so beautifully made and the graphics look so great and the weapons are super cool and the alien monster things are super cool to look at. I don't know. It just it's creepy and I thoroughly enjoy it. I know the game is not for the weak. If you definitely get pissed at move not movies at games itself, then I probably would say just watch some game reviews on it or gameplay on it. But I think you would have fun watching a little bit about it. I also, of course, watched Thanksgiving by Eli Roth. I was super excited for this movie to come out. I know he actually did a Grindhouse trailer for it 10 years ago, and then he actually gave us a full-blown production of it, and honestly, it took my breath away. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to hype it very much so because I love Eli Roth, and I just think it was beautifully made as well because, first of all, it was gory. It's holiday-themed, which I love holiday horror themes movies like Black Christmas. I love Better Watch Out. You know, I didn't really care for Krampus, but I do watch it. I don't know if I'm saying Krampus right. Is it Krampus or Krampus? Whatever. Whichever one you say it, let me know how you pronounce it. I just love holiday horror movies. Oh, Halloween, of course, like the classic. I think we need more holiday horror movies, and this is going to be a movie that is going to be on my list every year now. So once the holiday season kicks in and Thanksgiving is around the corner, I'm going to pop that bitch in. I'm probably going to take it to the next Thanksgiving that we have at my family house. I'm going to be like, we should put this cute little movie on in the background, and then everyone's going to be like, can you please shut the fuck up and please turn that off because what the fuck is that? And I'm like, it's a family movie. Let's watch it together. And they're going to think I'm crazy and then lock me up in an asylum. But it is what it is. They already know what they got themselves into and they have me. So they just have to deal with it. Something to look forward to, though, in the very near future. So another thing that I wanted to bring up was Terrifier 3. So I think that is making a lot of headlines or was making a lot of headlines um, in regards to its teaser trailer. And if you haven't watched the teaser trailer, I would say go watch it. It's on YouTube now. You can totally have that. Um, I know that Terrifier 2 just came back into the theaters and then Damien Leone, which is the director of Terrifier, he teased a trailer at the very end of the credits. So if you wanted to stay around for that, then that was like the main focus of watching it once again, because you get early access to the teaser. But of course, I mean, people are going to record it and then just show it off like that same night on Twitter, which I was that person to look at it. I was not going to go watch Terrifier 2 again in the theater, and I would just prefer to watch the teaser somewhere else, which I got. And it is going to be a Christmas theme, which is super cool. Again, holiday themed horror movie, which we all love. Well, I at least love. So I'm hoping that you guys love it as well. The reason why it was getting so much attention was because it deals with a kid basically waking up either like Christmas Eve or like Christmas night. I don't know. And she goes downstairs and she sees Santa in front of the trees, basically either putting gifts away or grabbing stuff. And she yells out Santa and it ends up being Art the Clown. He grabs like this gross axe looking thing like a hatchet and he just starts to laugh hysterically but of course he doesn't necessarily laugh because he doesn't use his voice for anything 
Then we, it kind of like shoots a little more where it kind of just gives us a title card of Terrifier 3 with like ornaments and things like that. And then it goes back to Art the Clown. He's sitting on like a lazy boy and he is eating some type of cookies or whatever, but there's blood everywhere. So it kind of is showing like he definitely killed someone. So people are thinking or speculating that he killed the kid and then that was like the kid's blood and everything in the background. I, for one, do not think that he's going to mutilate a child on like in a film. But I'm also not that person that is against like kids dying in horror movies. I think everyone is up for grabs in a horror movie, kids as well. So I don't think that they deserve some type of like shield or protection against them only because they are a kid. Um, of course, yeah, like Dr. Sleep, they definitely showcase that. So I don't know if people have watched that one already. Um, I would say watch that as well but there is like some kids that do end up dying in the movie the reason why i want to say people are probably giving it such like a negative review on that is because art the clown does kill individuals very brutally for instance like bleach and salt like that's gonna go up the ante on that and i would not want that to happen to me so especially like seeing if like he were to do something horrible to a child i totally get that and i don't think that they should necessarily mutilate a kid on tv like the horror movie but what i think is that he might just end up killing her and then it's just not going to be necessarily so brutal it might just be something off screen so who knows what it is I mean, people are just speculating the worst and then you also have those individuals that are saying if you watch this movie like you're so fucking gross like you should like block me now because i don't want you want to like associate with you that's pretty fucking crazy like you don't have to go the extra mile like i don't know who you think you are where it's just like oh like i draw the line when a kid dies in a horror movie i'm like have you not seen a lot of horror movies? Like kids die in horror movies all the time. Like you have Hereditary. Again, you have Doctor Sleep. It, it's nothing new, I would say. Um, again, I just think it's because it happens to be Art the Clown and because the movies itself are known for its kills. So I totally get that. And then the films are not for everyone. And I think as a horror fan, I'm pretty sure people have their limits. Like there's certain things that you won't watch because it either like has some type of effect towards you and you just prefer to not watch any of that. I totally get it. So I am on the side where it's like, if you're going to watch it, like, okay, cool. Like if someone's not going to watch it, like don't give them shit because they're not going to watch it because they don't want to see certain things. But on the other spectrum, too, like if you are not going to watch it, but then you're going to talk shit about someone that does watch it, like don't say anything either. Like people have their own lives that they can live and they can watch any horror movie that they want. And some people can stomach some more things than others. Again, it's just a film. I don't it's not real life. I mean, if you listen to true crime, there's some really fucking crazy lunatics out there. And I don't I don't know if you even listen to that because it's really fucked up like what they do like to adults children everything like that so i guess what i'm just trying to say is be nice everyone like if someone's gonna watch something because they they want to watch it because they love the movies then okay like you shouldn't say anything bad about them if they don't want to watch it because they're like nah, i cannot stand that don't be that person that says like block me now because i don't want to associate with you like that's pretty stupid that's just my little rant on that. 
And I'm pretty sure you guys can give me your opinions on that as well. I, for one, will watch the movie. And I don't personally think that he's going to mutilate a child in a film. I think Damien Leone is just wanting to tease something where it's going to be talked up so much. And then it's probably not even going to go in the film. Like, who knows? We don't know what's going to happen. Like, there's just so much to come. And I'm just going to be waiting for it and see what happens. All right. And then for the last thing. So actually, when I'm recording this, I actually heard news, very unfortunate fucking news. Everyone knows the Scream franchise. And every I feel like that is such a huge franchise that everyone follows, that everyone loves. And you shouldn't really fuck it up, I guess you would say. Kind of like when they didn't get Neve Campbell for Scream 6. I still am on that boat where it's just like she wasn't necessarily needed and it was good without her. I mean, I really wouldn't have minded if she was or wasn't in it. Um, that really didn't take anything from the story. But unfortunately, they did fire Melissa Barrera which is the main character, which is Sam. So from Scream 5 and then Scream 6. She was going to be in Scream 7, but unfortunately, because she had opinions on certain things, they actually fired her, which fucking sucks. I feel like everyone's going to go like on a boycott rampage, and it's just something that they shouldn't have done. I think they're going to lose a lot of viewers from watching Scream 7 if they end up doing it. Not sure how the story is going to go if it does happen, but we'll see. I don't think Paramount or Spyglass had like made a great decision. And it sucks when you kind of like voice your opinion, especially like in like the movie business or whatever. Like I think it's really hard for individuals to voice their opinion because then they're kind of stepping on eggshells and then things like this happen. So it is very unfortunate that Melissa Barrera did get fired and I'm hoping that either she is able to come back. Don't know how that would work though. I mean, I feel like that would be such like an awkward situation. It's like, oh wait, okay, we're not going to fire you. Like, let's just have you back. I, I would feel some type of way. I would be fucking pissed. I would probably ask for more money. I don't know. I would just be asking for the most shit possible because like, how dare you? like kind of embarrass me necessarily and then say like oh we're just kidding like you can have your job back like no like I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna deal with individuals that would do something like that to me and I'm not sure what is going on in her head right now like if she even like said anything but we'll see what happens I feel like everyone so far today I had like five of my friends hit me up they're like did you hear like did you know what happened like did you hear about the scream drama and things like that yeah, I have like those diehard Scream fan friends that would like their ride or die Scream and they are livid right now. So, I, I mean, I get it. I totally understand. Like if it, I, I definitely love Scream as well. So I am very upset in regards to it. Don't know what is co to come for the franchise and I don't know what they're going to do now moving forward, but we'll see. I mean, it's so early when it happened and I just want to, I want to know now. Well, all right. I just wanted to rant about a couple of little things in regards to what I've been up to and then certain news that's in the horror community right now. If you haven't heard of that, and I just want to know your guys' opinions as well. So please send me a DM and we can talk about it. But let's get back to the rental 2020. 
This was actually directed by Dave Franco, so James Franco's brother. It is his directorial debut, and it was actually a pretty great movie, I I would say. I would give it an 8 out of 10, only because it is such like a realistic movie that can possibly happen to anyone. I would definitely not wish this on anyone, but just like knowing that it can potentially happen and I'm sure it's happened before in the past. It's even scarier to think about. I mean, you're not getting chased by like Jason where like you're going to stab him like 25 times and he's going to come back to life. Like this is just an actual individual and you're going to just have to figure out what's going to be happening and how to survive. So before I do get into the characters and everything, let me just bring up a little synopsis of the plot. So two couples on an oceanside getaway grow suspicious that the host of their seemingly perfect rental house may be spying on them. Before long, what should have been a celebratory weekend trip turns into something far more sinister. On Rotten Tomatoes, so I know you guys like know me that I don't necessarily go off of Rotten Tomatoes, but I do like to see the ratings anyway. And then I just go based off of my own opinions and formulate that. But I'm surprised that the critics actually gave this a 74%. And then the audience score actually scored it way less at a 47%. So not that great of an audience score. I personally would have rated it much higher. Again, I would give it an 8 out of 10. And that's just my opinion on it. I think it's just a great movie overall. Like the story is so easy to follow. You have suspense, you have paranoia, you have like a little bit of thriller and a little bit of drama too, because there's some drama sprinkled in there. And I'm going to get into that as well. Um, For the characters itself, we have four main characters technically. So we have Josh, who's played by Jeremy Allen White. He's probably known best for Shameless, if you watch Shameless. And then also that Hulu show, The Bear, about the chef. So he's on there. And we also have Michelle, which is Josh's brother's wife. And she's played by Allison Brie. I don't necessarily know her from any other movies or shows. I was looking at certain movies and shows that maybe like jumped out to me, but I honestly didn't know any of them. Um, We also have Sheila Vand, who plays Mina, which is Josh's girlfriend. She's probably known for Argo. I personally never watched Argo, but that one jumped out at me because I know Ben Affleck's in it. And I, I probably should fucking watch it. I heard it's really good. And then we also have Charlie, which is played by Dan Stevens. This happens to be Michelle's husband, which is Josh's brother, his big brother to be in fact. And again, same with um, Alison Brie. I didn't know anything in regards to the movies or TV shows that he's been in. And then we also have Taylor, who's actually the individual who is hosting the Airbnb. And he's played by Toby Huss. Same situation of Dan Stevens and Alison Brie didn't necessarily know any movies or TV shows from them. I just wanted to just bring up their quality sort of. And so Josh is the individual that is a loose cannon. He kind of has anger issues. And he's also like that annoying little brother that he just kind of gets on your nerves, but he's just so very caring at the same time. So like you have to love him no matter what. Uh, Michelle, which is the wife, she's actually very sweet. Honestly, I really love her character as a whole. I think she like understands people and then she can be like witty sometimes. And she she kind of wants the best for the group. And she also knows like she like has a heart, you know, like she wants to do what's right. 
and she knows when to flee when she needs to flee and she knows what she wants you also have mina which is the girlfriend so she's like a very intelligent individual but being intelligent i mean she has a lot of emotions and her emotions get the best of her a lot so we'll get to see that in the movie itself and she kind of just needs to feel as if she needs to defend herself all the time so it kind of brings that full circle of her emotions like she needs to know like what is going on and like why people perceive her the way she is and then also charlie he's basically he's kind he's like the coolish one i would say but i'm trying to think of like like a jock type sort of thing but because he just he sounds like he's like a ladies man but he has a wife of course right now to me at least it's as if he's only out for himself at the very end of the day and i don't really like individuals like that so that's just how he is as a character as a whole and then taylor's just taylor he's just there like he's just the host and there is certain like situations when mina and him kind of like have like that awkward stare down together and i'll get into that in a little bit so for the time being now i want to let you guys know that i will be doing spoilers and if you want to stay for that then you're more than welcome to but if you want to pause now and then watch the movie i would say it's it's definitely worth your time it's not that long it's probably like an hour 40-ish minutes and it's really easy to follow and it is like a build-up type movie which i really like i think you guys should watch it but of course if you don't want to and you just want to know what happens then i'm here for that right now and i'm just going to give you guys a quick plot summary so let's just dive in all right so we have charlie along with his wife michelle his brother josh and then mina of course which is um, the girlfriend of josh she also happens to be charlie's business partner and then they basically just like sold like this big old like house type thing or like area and they want to celebrate so they're going to take um their partners of course to this secluded area in the oregon coast for a weekend getaway and the house is like magnificent it is beautiful it is literally on like it has like an ocean type view it's on a cliff super nice and i know mina she actually talks about like oh is that like the price per night it has to be like three thousand a night like or a little more like more than that like it's expensive for sure i'm sure because it's such a beautiful house and such a great location. So their plans take a dark turn when they discover a hidden camera in the shower suspected to be planted by the odd caretaker, Taylor. So Taylor and Mina actually have like this weird, like awkward situation. Uh, Mina finds him to be very racist. And the reason why she says that is because she actually asked to book the Airbnb first. And then an hour later, Charlie actually books the Airbnb and he gets accepted. So Mina gets declined and they just did not want to give her the Airbnb. But then Charlie ends up booking it an hour later. So she kind of feels some type of way towards the caretaker. And she's just like, oh, like, it's it because of my name because she is Middle Eastern. And then there's just like that situation, you know, and Taylor kind of brushes it off like, no, like, sorry, like, I'm just here to caretake and that's it. Like whatever other business like we're we don't have to like talk about that so she already like fucking hates him so secrets unravel as tension rise among the group after a night of drug use and infidelity so basically michelle ends up bringing ecstasy and then josh charlie and mina end up taking it for the first night 
And then Michelle was going to take it as well, but she was getting tired and exhausted. And they want, she wanted to wake up early in the morning to go hiking because that was her plan to do that all along. And she wanted to do the drugs the next day instead. So after the hike, then they can do that. But the other individuals, they just said like, fuck it, let's just do it now. And then Michelle ends up going to sleep. And then they all end up getting high off ecstasy and they're all dancing and everything. So Josh actually ends up calling it a night because he drank too much and then he got too high. So he's on the couch. He starts to pass out. And then Mina's like, well, I kind of want to get into the hot tub. And Charlie is wanting to get into the hot tub as well. So they both are in the hot tub. They're having like this like sexual tension type moment and they end up making out. And then the dog actually ends up like barking. So that's when we actually get the first view that someone is potentially watching them. So Mina actually hears Reggie barking. That's the dog's name. And she ends up taking him inside and she's going to go take a shower. And Charlie actually ends up going to the shower as well, like a couple of minutes later, and they end up having sex. And the next day when they're like, okay, fuck, like we probably should not have done that. And we should not ever talk about that again. They just do not want to remember that night at all. So Michelle is getting ready to go hiking and she's asking everyone like, okay, everyone get ready. And then Josh is already ready. He's definitely going to go hiking with Michelle. But then Mina and Charlie like, well, we're too exhausted. We got fucked up last night and we just do not feel like going. We're going to like puke and not be fun at all. Michelle like feels some type of way like she gets pissed because she planned the hike and everyone knew to do it. And then now everyone's kind of bailing on it. I totally get that. Like I resonate with Michelle because when I plan something and then everyone's thinking like, maybe we shouldn't do that. I get so fucking annoyed and it pisses me off so much. So I think if I were a character in the movie itself, I would definitely resonate more with Michelle because I would be so annoyed. But they end up staying and then Mina and Charlie are actually cleaning up the house while Josh and Michelle are hiking. And that's when Mina actually goes and take to take a shower once again. And she ends up seeing in the shower head that there is a camera. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, is there cameras everywhere? And then Charlie thinking like, oh, shit, like, was there a camera where we had sex? And he ends up going to check and he's like, fuck, like, we cannot talk about this at all. Like, and Mina wants to call the cops, but he's like, no, no, no. Like, if we call the cops and we're basically going to get we're going to get outed and we do not want that. So he's kind of like looking out for himself, like he doesn't care about anything else and he'd rather just like not deal with it. But Mina, on the other hand, just like, well, he's like a peeping Tom. Well, Taylor is and he's racist and everything like that. She already hates him. So she wants to call the cops and just like go haywire on him. So that's basically what happens besides calling the cops part. They end up like talking to Taylor about it. And then as the weekend progresses, strange occurrences escalate. And then suspicion falls on Taylor, who meets a grim fate. Josh actually ends up killing him because he he's just super overprotective with Mina. And then he just like starts to like ram on fucking Taylor and like to the point where like he he got beaten to death and he, they just like leave him in the tub. And then later on in the evening, they actually end up taking Taylor's body and then dumping him over the cliff into the ocean. And then Michelle definitely can't take it. She's just like up to her limits now. And then she actually saw the footage of Mina and Charlie having sex. So she's just like, I can't deal with this anymore. Like, I need to leave now. So she does end up leaving. Unfortunately, there are like spikes on the road that the killer is actually like he left out there so they don't escape. So she ends up 
letting Charlie know like, oh, the car like got ran off the road. And then the killer actually ends up like popping up and then taking her and kills her with a hammer. Charlie ends up going to go find her and then he finds her dead on the floor. And then same thing, the killer pops out, kills him with a hammer as well. They're very brutal deaths for sure. I would not want to get beaten by a fucking hammer. And then it just starts to escalate like for the whole thing. Like once like once Michelle leaves, like that's like when everything just starts to escalate so much. And my heart just like starts pounding because I know that this is just a regular ass person, but he's just fucking psychotic. And then he ends up going back to the house, the killer and Charlie and Mina are trying to figure out what they're going to do. And then Charlie's just like, like he figures out like there's cameras everywhere. So he's trying to figure like, find out the individual who's in there and he does see the killer in one of the rooms when he opens it but unfortunately he meets his demise there and he gets hit over the head with a hammer just like beaten to death and then mina is the last one standing and she ends up running into the forest and she was able to kind of like get away from the killer a little bit but unfortunately she also dies because she falls over the cliff so she missteps and unfortunately she dies and it cuts back to the killer he goes back to the house and then it basically ends there until the credits basically roll and it kind of just shows the chilling truth like it basically starts to unravel like the revelation is that the mass killer is revealed to be a calculated serial murderer who sets up surveillance and rental properties using it as a tool to hunt and eliminate unsuspecting tenants the sinister cycle continues as the credits roll revealing disturbing footage of the masked man's previous attacks leaving the viewer shaken by the relentless horrors that unfolds this the ending sequence is just so creepy because me like that I get Airbnbs every year. It always freaks me out. I always think that someone's going to plant cameras everywhere and that they're going to be staring at us and just stalking us until someone basically just breaks in. I don't know. I, I get very paranoid in regards to that. I know I've seen like a video where like you had to like use, you had to like put on the video camera on your phone and then see if like there's any like certain blinkings or lights and like that might be a camera. I don't know how true that is i mean i've tried it before but i don't find anything and again it's probably because i just watch too many horror movies just knowing that like this individual literally goes and rents airbnbs like he will like let's just say like you're gonna go to big bear like what i do every year and then you know that you're like ready you're set up and like you get in but the previous tenant before he actually booked it like for the weekend and he was setting up cameras everywhere in the showers and the toilets and everything like that and then he's gonna probably stalk you and then you might be the family that's gonna get killed so that's definitely what happens to these individuals and it's just freaky because i feel like that is a situation that can possibly happen i'm pretty sure if i were to search that up right now i'm i know that something like a story or article will pop up in regards to that and I'll be freaked the fuck out even more. But the end sequence, like the very last footage that is shown is basically of a woman. She's in bed. I'm pretty sure she's in her Airbnb. And of course, because you're asleep, you don't think nothing's going to happen to you. And like you are caught off guard. Like what's going to like, what are you going to do if someone, if you're just knocked the fuck out and then just someone is on top of you all of a sudden, like there's nothing you can do. So it is just like a cut of like her in bed, like she's already knocked out, it's nighttime. And then the closet door is open. It's like one of those walk-in closets. And the masked killer literally just run, like power walks basically 
to her bed like on top of her and it just cuts that way i got chills just thinking about it and just watching that that situation unfold is just so scary to me and it's just because it's just i i won't be able to fight back i'm probably gonna die he's probably gonna put a fucking knife in my neck i just think it was such a great movie i think it was well done super easy it was nicely paced i wouldn't say that it's like from like the beginning it's just like oh my god like something's happening like i need like it's just already suspenseful no it's like let's have this drama first and then it's just like well fuck like what are you gonna do in this situation like you're already paranoid because you don't want your partners to figure out what you guys did and then now you have someone that's potentially stalking you guys to kill you yeah i i don't want to deal with that situation at all but i know that the critics not the critics um the audience actually kind of ripped the movie itself a little bit some people were saying like it was not a great story like it wasn't it wasn't easy to follow, but I'm like, I don't, I mean, the story was pretty forward and then the, it was such a easy plot to follow. I don't know. I guess people just don't really like certain things. And then a lot of other people were just saying that it's not original. Of course. I mean, I, I feel it's so hard to like make an original horror movie. It's definitely like you can do it, but it's fun to also like do something that's probably have, have been done before. And then you can like put your own twist on it. And I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I think everyone should watch this at least once. And if you're going to rent an Airbnb, probably watch it before you rent it. And then you're like, oh, shit. Now I have to like second guess everything whenever I do something. But again, I'm just paranoid with everything. And because I watch too many horror movies, that's probably why I think the way I think. But if you guys like the movie, please let me know. I mean, tell me your thoughts on it. Like, who was your favorite character? What was your favorite scene? My favorite scene had to definitely have been when Mina was kind of running away. Like, she's getting her car keys. Or, like, she's finding something in her purse. And then she's, like, trying to get away. It's kind of like a panoramic type view within the house itself. And it's following her. And then once she gets out of the house, that's when the mass killer kind of grabs her. Like that shot was like perfectly done. I loved it very much. And I thought it was super cool. Especially the forest scene too. Like when she's running through the fog, I can definitely see why she misstepped and then fell to her death. I will probably do the exact same thing. And I don't think I would necessarily survive the situation knowing that... I will probably be Michelle and then I would leave everyone and then die because I loved everyone and I was selfish. So whatever, it'd be like that. So I know that I'm going to have a lot of things coming up for you guys. I'm very excited for what's to come. And I know I'm going to have a lot of guests on here as well for the next couple of episodes. So please stay tuned. If you have anything that you guys want me to cover, please send me a DM. Feel free to just send me a lot of things. I know I had a lot of questions to answer as well on my Instagram. I will more than likely do that next episode only because they were so good and I kind of didn't want to give you guys a bullshit answer. But till next time, guys, I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Enjoy your weekend. Happy Thanksgiving as well. And stay spooky.